Matt Crump. I've been known as a lot of things over my life. The class clown, the army guy, the rocker guy, the car guy, and the guitar guy. I've also made a lot of mistakes in my life, but the best thing I ever did, that's give my heart and life to Jesus Christ. He led me down a lifelong path and introduced me to my awesome bride, Rockin' Robin, blessed us with two incredible kids, and has given me a hope through some of the absolute toughest times of my life. See, I'm battling stage four cancer, and although that sucks, <laughs> it's opened my eyes and heart to a hope I never knew this way before and moments I never noticed. I call those God's Got This Moments, and they reveal hope like never before. Today, I'd like to welcome you to Hope Revealed. Hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome back, or welcome to those of you tuning in for the first time here to Hope Revealed. I'm your host, Matt Crump, and I come to you every Tuesday with episodes of Hope, Help, and Health. Well, obviously, if you're checking out the calendar, looking at your watches, yeah, it's not Tuesday, it's Wednesday, but I missed it by a day this week. Sorry, but here I am. Sometimes we'll have guests and they give us some great information and help us in the world of health and healthcare, as well as ways to find hope through that information. As a person myself struggling with stage four cancer and fighting this battle for for forever, it seems like, I wanted to bring a platform to you that would specifically bring hope as well as help. That could be done through special guests. Like I mentioned, information I've been able to locate and information from emails and messages I receive from you, our listeners. You can always email us here at community at godsgotthis.love for questions, comments, or content. Quite a doozy we got today on today's episode. We're going to talk about who's judging. Bum, bum, bum. If you haven't seen any judging lately, especially here in the good old USA, you just haven't been getting out that much, have you? Uh, your electricity's probably out or something because uh, you've just been living under a rock. I don't know. But either way... I hope you'll stick around for the next few minutes, and I look forward to hearing back from you after the show today. Yeah, it's right here in the comments section of the podcast. We really do value your input. I can't wait for you to feel empowered today, to feel transformed. For those of you that are Apple users, uh, please take time to find me over here at iTunes. Just look for Matt Crump, Hope Revealed, hashtag God's Got This, you'll find me. And over at Podbean or iTunes, please make sure to follow or like the podcast, and while you're there, just say a few words. Talk about how you feel, what you felt about the show, what is speaking to your heart. We'd just love to hear from you. And if there's any way we can help or serve you, we'd love the opportunity to try. All right, so on to today's show, Who's Judging? I don't know if you got a chance to check out uh, the artwork and graphics this week on our Instagram and social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, by the way, we'd love for you to join us there as well. Um, it was a really cool picture about this uh, this lady covered in tattoos, and uh, the picture was just this close-up. It was a dark-looking picture, and it's like, uh, what are you thinking when you first saw her, right? What would you think if you saw her walking down the street, if you're walking around somewhere, if you sitting down to somebody like that at a dinner or somebody sat down like that to you next to you at church or something, you know? I mean, what, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? Yeah, we, we have some things that we deal with as human beings, that's for sure. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today, about judging. And I'm definitely not talking to you as a guy sitting behind this microphone that has arrived in the life of a person who has never judged, uh, that never judges. Uh, I deal with it like we all do. Let's just face the facts. It's reality. We all deal with it, some more than others. 
and um, some can handle it much better than others. So we're kind of look through some of the ways of what judging is, and I've got a few tips and and, uh, advice here today that may help us all to uh, try to walk in more of a disciplined life and to to flip that switch a little bit on judging, all right? All right, so the emotional dangers of judging and how to stop. So do you find yourself often judging others and criticizing them? Are you also critical of yourself? You may have formed a habit of judgmental thinking that you didn't realize you have. Uh, Judging is a common issue and can have negative emotional consequences. Although some level of criticism is normal, frequently judging others or yourself can lead you down the path of negativity, suffering, and misery. Learn the emotional effects of judging. So one, you decrease your own happiness. So judging usually involves negative emotions, right? You focus on the negative qualities you see in others and sometimes in our own selves. What's that do? It means you miss out on positive aspects, right? This leads to dissatisfaction with the world, with your life, with your friends, with other things. It just, it's this downward spiral. Another thing is you hurt and you harm yourself in the process. You hurt others, right? Because of the negative feelings you cause when you judge or criticize, you can destroy friendships and relationships. You can sabotage connections at work or other places. Life can become very difficult. That's true. Uh, you, can, you can become more critical of yourself. Right? One of the worst negative emotional effects of a judgmental mindset is that you criticize yourself as well as others. Your self-talk, you know, the little inward voice when you're talking to yourself, like, you dummy, you shouldn't have said that. You know what I'm talking about? Your self-talk becomes very negative. And you basically just start mentally beating yourself up and your self-confidence, it just plummets. All right, so that's a bunch of the negative side of things, right? We, we can understand that pretty easily. And to be honest with you, that part is really easy to do. The hard part is to not do that stuff. Crazy, right? It seems like it should be the opposite way, but it's not. It's easy for us to be judgmental. So here's some tips to avoid judging. I'm listening as much as as you are today, right? I know I wrote it, but I got to listen again. Preaching the choir. So if if you're struggling with a judgmental mindset and don't worry about it. Take heart. Whether you're criticizing another person or feeling bad about yourself, you can break the cycle. You don't have to remain in the pain that it causes. Use this process here to avoid judging yourself and to avoid judging others. All right, one. So notice when you're judging. So one of the things you have to do is actually start to be aware of it. Cognitive conscious of this, right? Notice when you're judging. The first step is to recognize how many of your thoughts and feelings are judgmental. Start doing some inventory, things you're saying and thinking when you're talking to people, right? Monitor your thoughts. Notice how much time you spend on judging and criticizing both yourself and others. If you start really thinking about it and you're like, man, I didn't realize how much I am negative. Yeah. It could be crazy, but it's a good way to start. All right, here's another place. Recognize the feelings. 
you probably don't enjoy being judged by others, right? Honestly, nobody really does. And remembering these feelings, they can help you avoid doing it yourself. It sucks. You don't like it when people are down on you all the time, judging you and saying things about you. It's just not. It, it's not a pleasure trip, right? <laughs> nobody digs it. To help you become more patient, keep in mind that everybody is human. We all make mistakes from time to time. I'm reminded of Hannah Montana song. Everybody makes mistakes, right? That old song. That's not that old, actually, unless you're 14. (laughs) Instead of jumping to negative conclusions, look for positive qualities. What a a great idea. (laughs) Instead of thinking about negative, think positive. Sounds easy, I know, but uh, it can be done if it's, it's a discipline thing. Here's a, here's a scripture for you. 1 Peter 3.8 in the NIV version, national, New International Version, says, Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Now, when it says be like-minded, it doesn't mean that we're all the same person doing the same thing, same habits. That's not what it means. It's just basically saying work on some of the same things together. Be sympathetic, love one another, and be compassionate, and be humble. So if you're being a person who's sympathetic, loving somebody, compassionate, and humble, it's, um, it's going to be a real tough to be judgmental. That negativity isn't part of that. Those things aren't negative. They're positive, right? So focus on those things. Great scripture, 1 Peter 3.8. All right, so for example, you might be critical of someone who eats a lot of junk food and somebody who struggles to lose weight. You might feel this person isn't leading a healthy lifestyle. You know some simple changes that can help them. However, you aren't aware of the real reason they eat, such as emotional issues or years of abuse, or it could be they've got thyroid problems, or you just have no idea. I mean, yeah, there's some people that could probably use a diet and some exercise, and there's some people they need something else. Well, if we're not so judgmental, we might find out what those things are. When you find yourself being critical, remember that you don't know their story. So give, give them the benefit of the doubt. They may have perfectly valid reasons for their thoughts or actions. Here's another scripture for you. 1 Samuel 16, 7. This one out of the ESV. But the Lord said to Samuel, Don't look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I've rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Now, I would say for sure there's some human beings out here that that look straight to the heart. There's no doubt. But in reality, as mankind, we typically are people that judge books by its cover. It's just reality. That's why the scripture's there, because we do do those things. And it's important to understand that that's not how God works. And we may think something about a certain person, but that's just not how God sees people. And um, he, he looks from the heart, from the inside. And that's a pretty powerful place and uh, one that would be good for us to be able to try to adopt into our own lives as well. How, how can we do that? Um, it's not easy sometimes, right? How do, we, how do we create that new discipline? All right, so here's, here's a tip. Practice, practice acceptance. Uh, how do you practice acceptance? 
Who's somebody that gets on your nerves? Who's somebody at work or somebody you see all the time that you try to avoid or yeah, just it gets on your nerves? Um, have lunch with them. <laughs> Spend some time. It's a good way to practice acceptance, right? They're human. Everyone has faults. Everyone has idiosyncrasies and issues. So learn to accept these challenges you see in others without judging them or, or making them feel bad. Another one, work towards accepting your own faults as well. So many times the things that drive us crazy about other people are the exact things that are in our own lives, right? We just really secretly hate it about ourselves and we'd rather take it out on other people. It happens. So work towards accepting your own faults as well. Perfectionism, it's overrated and it's unachievable. Errors, they teach you a whole lot more than success. I was going to save this for another podcast one day, but it's just so cool of a statistic. I just heard the other day that um, that if a professional baseball player, we're in the World Series right now, so if a professional baseball player missed at bat 70% of the throws coming to that person, 70%, that person could still make it to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, 70%. You missed 70% of the stuff coming across the plate. Missed it all. You can still be considered one of the best baseball players on the planet Earth. That's amazing, right? Yeah, so, you know, uh, stuff's going to happen. And uh, there's things that can happen in our lives that uh, that need some work. And a lot of times, those errors, those things, those strikeouts in our lives, they they tend to have value by teaching us how to do something. Work harder, stronger, better, um, take your time, whatever. All those things help us to realize how to slow down and be willing to look at the things in life that really are important. All right, so acceptance. Acceptance can lead you to sympathy and empathy. So we've talked about practicing acceptance, right? Working towards your own fault as well. Um, understanding that errors can teach you more than success because perfection is overrated. So acceptance can lead you to, symp- to, uh, to sympathy and empathy. It can also open up the doors for you to truly connect with others. Practice acceptance and you'll be really surprised by the results. That's cool. So if you work on that, it, it opens up the doors to truly connect with others. I mean, think about some movies where, I don't know, some of the kids that are the underdogs, the, the kid that nobody wants to eat lunch with, and then the star of the show is new to school and sees the kid over there, and they're hanging out with all the jocks and the preps and everything else, and then finally they decide to go sit with the kid that nobody else is sitting with. And everybody thinks that that's just nuts, but then he or she finds that this person really is incredible, right? So, I mean, you just never know. All right, so they could still be crazy. But, you know, you gave it a shot. It's worth trying, right? Acceptance can lead you to sympathy and empathy. Sometimes it can tell you you just walk away. Anyway, that's not the point of the show. I'm being silly. So you really want to focus on on how you can do that in your life. It's a discipline, and it's an opportunity to to really flip the script on some of those things in life that we just naturally do, like judge. All right, so Colossians 3, 12 through 14, NIV, NIV says this, Therefore, as God's chosen people, 
holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Verse 13, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive. But it doesn't stop just saying forgive. Check it out. It says forgive as the Lord forgave you. Man, that's some deep stuff. That's big time forgiveness because I deserve hell. So do you. I'm sorry. It's just truth. I mean, we, we royally messed up. And he says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Wow. Well, we've been double crossed. We've been all these bad stuff. Yeah. That's what it says. Start over again. Bear with one another. Uh, bear with each other. Forgive one another. And if you have any grievance against someone, any grievance against someone, any, forgive as the Lord forgave you. If you don't, you, you will begin to harbor negativity and bitterness. And this root is digs deep into your body, into your spirit, your soul. And you become this giant negative being of junk. Verse 14, and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. It's like getting dressed for the day. So when you know you're going out there, you know you're going to deal with the same person that's at work, at school, wherever you might be. You know they're there. Get ready. So what you do is you clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Forgive somebody, right? You have to forgive. As the Lord forgave you. And as you put all that on with love, bind them all together, love does in perfect unity. It's a way to do it every day. Every day. <laughs> that has to happen because we're, we're just not that good, folks. I mean, there's some good folks out there, but we're just not that good. It takes effort from all of us, right? Judging makes life more difficult and interferes with your well-being. You end up creating pain and suffering that just isn't necessary. You miss out on the good and positive qualities in others and in yourself. I mean, today I heard my kids just screaming at each other downstairs over some stuff. You know, sounded like something crazy was happening. It was. Somebody took somebody else's plug from a computer. And the other person wasn't even using it. <laughs> just didn't want the other person using it. I mean, we are some funny people sometimes, right? Oh, my goodness. All right, so judging makes life more difficult and interferes with your well-being, right? You end up creating pain and suffering that just isn't necessary. I can't tell you how many times I'm guilty of that myself. I'm, I could be quite a stupid husband. Don't play that back again, please, but it's true. <laughs> it's so true, and I make, I make a mountain out of molehills, and uh, uh, my wife doesn't. She would never make a mountain out of a molehill, but I sure do. <laughs> Sometimes we just have to realize things just aren't necessary. You just have to stop. You miss out on the good and the positive qualities in others, and, and you miss it in yourself. I told you this is going to be rough today. I am definitely not perfect in this at all. I just I just felt like this is something I needed, and I figured somebody else out there might need it today too. So alternatively, alternatively, you can turn on joy in your life when you take steps to become more accepting, turning it on. It's like 
all that crap is like a, a negative meter, right? It just turns up the volume on negative. But when you do all these other things that we just talked about in Colossians, right? Clothing yourself, all that stuff. It, it actually, it flips that switch and it turns on the joy in your life. And it helps you to take steps to become more accepting of people and yourself and everything else. And once you learn to recognize a critical thought, as soon as it happens, then just counteract the negative thought with a positive one. Um, person's walking down the street, somebody that you come up to for work, and that person just has the worst breath on planet Earth. They stink. And you just can't handle being around them because you you're thinking about throwing up just walking up, right? You know what I'm saying? So what do you do? Um, instead of trying to avoid the person or hoping they don't come up to you and talk to you or whatever the case may be, walk up to them first, shake their hand, and, and just say, I hope you have a great day, give a big old hug, and just keep on walking, right? Take an effort to do something different. I don't know, buy them a pack of gum, whatever. All right, so 2 Corinthians 10, it might be obvious if you do this, so don't do that. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 6, this is in the message, I, I, I just love the message, so you're always going to hear it from me every time we do it. So uh, this is a cool scripture, verses 3 through 6, 2 Corinthians 10. The world is unprincipled. It's a dog-eat-dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair, but we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have and never will. The tools of our trade, they aren't for for marketing or manipulation. They're for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. Mm, That stuff's good right there. I want to read it again. Oh, just play it back. I know. We're gonna we'll cut it out. But if you you've got to go check that out. Second Corinthians ten, three through six, the message. That stuff I'll preach right there. All right, so so remind yourself that you can't see the whole story. Just remind yourself. No one can see into another person's soul and and read their past. In fact, you most likely don't know why they think or behave the way they do. It's just reality. All right. Pause there for today, and we'll get ready for some cool stuff next week. Uh, I surely hope that today spoke to your heart and that you have found some truths you can carry with you for the rest of your life. It's not easy to, to get out of the habit of judging, that's, that's for sure. I wish I could say I've achieved it. I'm definitely a work in progress for sure. One thing is for sure, though, there, there's a way and there's a hope, and most assuredly, there's a life, even when we doubt there's hope, and it's all through Jesus Christ, I promise you. So before we go today, I, I want to share another great scripture with you from the Bible, and want you to remember, as Paul said to us from God's heart in Philippians 4, 6 through 9, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need, and thank him for all that he's done. Then, 
you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what's true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then, the God of peace will be with you. And that, he surely will, my friends. The choice is yours. Judging stops when we make a decision to stop it. We just need to discipline ourselves to hold faithful to the truth of God's word. And with that being said, don't give in, don't give up, and never forget, God's got this.